I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, a more faithful family. We're going to help you overcome the obstacles you might be facing in celebrating your faith at home. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, a more faithful family. We are talking about the challenges that we all face to some degree in experiencing Christ in our home, bringing our faith home, celebrating our faith at home. If you're struggling to live your faith at home, whether that's because you're not sure where to start, or maybe because your attempts to bring your faith home aren't working out so well because your spouse is resistant or antagonistic, or your kids are grumbling or pushing back, whatever challenges you're facing to placing your faith at the heart of your marriage and family life, we want to help you build the loving, connected, caring, and faithful family life God wants for you. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. There are so many barriers that feel like they're up between us and having a more faithful family. Time being one of them. You know, I, I just think that our kids are just run ragged with school schedules parents are trying to figure out who needs to go where and how they're going to get there and who's picking them up and by the time you end the day you're thinking fit in jesus how in the world can i invite him into the midst of this chaos i just have to make sure i've got lunches prepped for tomorrow and these kids get to sleep did we get a shower today it can be insane just in terms of the time and you're thinking well faith will have to wait till sunday hopefully we can get to mass on sunday there's that where the world is just placing more and more time pressure on us so we really don't know how to fit faith into our lives anymore on top of that we're dealing with a world that's very antithetical to our faith where we we even with our children feel like sometimes we're walking on eggshells will we say the wrong thing will we do the wrong thing some of us worked very hard to raise our children in a faithful household and now they're in college or really adulthood and they're pushing back they're not living the faith the way they we really have raised them to or are hoping they will and we're thinking is there anything we can still do is there any way to change that we need to be able to because we're still their parents from now until forever or maybe you're struggling about things that are contained within our faith. Maybe you and your kids are struggling over your value system. Maybe you and your spouse are struggling over 
teachings in the Catholic Church about your intimate life, the size of your family, how you live your life. There are a million ways where faith and family life can seem a little bumpy at times to make them go together. If you want a more faithful family, if you want to not feel lonely in your faith with, when you're with your family, we're really here to help you find those answers and walk in God's grace more in your family life. 877-573-7825. We're looking at each other. Who's going to say the number? So we just said it together. 877-573-7825. You know, here's the thing. Most of our approach to evangelization as, as a church is, is very individualistic. Mm-hmm. You know, so even if you go to a parish mission or you do something like Alpha or you know, any of the wonderful programs that are out there, uh, and you have a personal encounter with Christ, nobody ever really talks to you about how to bring that home. And so what ends up happening is, you know, you might be on fire for the Lord uh, and, and, and really in love with the church, but then nobody really is stepping into the place to help you figure out how to connect that and share that love with the with your spouse and your kids and sometimes you, you even get advice that maybe you shouldn't you know because you should oh well you know we shouldn't shove our faith down somebody else's throat well well of course we shouldn't but that doesn't mean you don't share what you love with the people that you love uh, and there are ways to do that that work and ways to do that that don't uh, and so we want to help you be able to really place the faith at the center of your marriage and family life so that you can really be a Christian household. You know, we, we, we do like to say that you, you can have a, a, a marriage or a family life with Christians in it, but you can't really have a marriage or a Christian marriage or family life unless you're praying together and asking God to teach you how to be the couple or the family that he wants you to be. Um, but that's hard to do, especially without a whole lot of folks teaching us how to do it. So right. let's talk about it. What, what are the challenges that you face in trying to live your faith at home? You know, whether that's that you just don't know where to start or that your attempts to bring your faith home aren't working out the way you thought they would, perhaps because your spouse is resistant or antagonistic or your kids are grumbling and pushing back or you're getting pressure from your extended family or friends that you shouldn't do that. Let's, let's, let's look at what those challenges are to placing the faith at the heart of your marriage and family life and help you overcome them so that you can have the loving, connected, caring, faithful family life God wants for you. That number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, um, Pope St. John Paul gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years where he looked at creation, salvation history, the Gospels, um, and shone a lens on God's plan for leading a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. We have a tendency, as you were saying, Greg, to separate our home life from our spiritual life. Don't we love putting things in those boxes? (laughs) But prayer tends to be something, you know, that we do on our own or at church. But the theology of the body reminds us that spirituality has to be at the heart of everything we do and at the center of all of our relationships, especially our marriage and family life, because that's how we learn to listen to him 
and love like him. The family is meant to be a school of love and virtue, but that doesn't just happen by accident. It only happens when we come together as a family and ask God to teach us to be the family He wants us to be. When we don't engage in regular couple or family prayer and create ways to invite Christ to be a meaningful part of our everyday family lives, we miss out on 99% of the ways that God communicates His love and grace to us through the vocation of marriage and family life. And, and, you know, ultimately, though, living our faith at home means treating God as if he was the most important member of our family. You know, Talking to him together as a family throughout the day as if he was right there in the room. Because guess what? He, <laughs> he is. is all the time. <laughs> you know, asking him to teach us how to love each other the way he wants us to instead of just what comes naturally to us. Praising him for the little blessings of the day, asking him for help with the challenges we face as we try to care for each other, creating little rituals that allow our faith to be the source of the warmth in our homes, and cultivating a meaningful relational approach to family spirituality so that God can be part of everything we do and family life can become a little way of holiness. Well, you know, that all sounds great in theory, um, but how do you actually pull it off? especially if your spouse is resistant or your kids are grumbling or you're not really sure where to start. Well, let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. I would also be remiss if I didn't mention uh, that we do this work every day on the Catholic Home app. That's Catholic H-O-M. It's available for iOS and Android. Um, and what we do there is provide accompaniment, especially to our premium members. My whole team of pastoral counselors and coaches are taking questions every day, uh, providing creative resources to help you live a more loving, connected, caring Catholic family life. Check it out. It's free to download, and you can get all the information you need to start building that domestic church that God wants for you. But if you want additional support and creative resources, then download the premium version of that app so that we can be working with you every day to do what we're talking about today on More to Life. But we're taking your calls right now. Again, the number is 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the The Father, Father, the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we thank you for this opportunity to bring to you our families. And Lord, we ask you to teach us how to love each other the way you would have us love each other. Help us to be the husbands, the wives, the parents, the kids that share your love at the center of everything. Help us to know how to make our faith the source of the warmth in our homes. Help us to find ways to encounter you more meaningfully in everything that we do as families. And show us, Lord, how to be that witness of love that you call us to be, so that the love we share in our homes can be a light that draws the whole world to you. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name name of the the Father, Father, and the Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the topic is a more faithful family as we help you overcome the obstacles that you might be facing to celebrating your faith at home, passing on the faith in your home, or living out the faith in your home. If there are difficulties you're experiencing to leading, having a more faithful marriage or family life, we want to help you overcome those challenges. 877 
573-7825. Let's talk now with Mike, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. Hey, Mike. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Uh, yeah, hi, uh, Greg and Lisa. Thank you so much for taking my call. You bet. Um, so I have a question. I, I just converted to the Catholic faith. Oh, welcome and home. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I was born and raised non-dominational. I am I'm married, and I have um, three children. Um, my wife did not want to... How old are the kids? Sorry, Mike. Um, 14, 10, and 5. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. Go on. You were saying your wife what? Um, my wife did not convert to, to, to the Catholic faith, neither okay. did my children. Um, so, and of course, like you were saying earlier, we have a very busy, hectic schedule with, with everything. Is, is your, does your wife have any kind of spirituality at all? Does she go to a, a non-denominational church, or what's, what's no, her deal? No, she, 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 she used to with mm-hmm. the children, with my children, but I, uh, you know, she's recently stopped, so I tried to take them to church with me, but at home, I don't know, you know, when I do pray, do I pray with my children, the Catholic faith? Um, you know, I, or do I, do I take them to church with me to the Catholic faith? Especially at home, I try to lead, try to lead a good example, you know, um, it says on the board that your wife's not thrilled with you, uh, taking the kids to to church. Uh, what's the, what's the, what's her concern? Uh, just the faith in general. She thinks, you know, the Catholic, the Catholic faith, uh, worships Mary, that type of thing. Um, you okay, know, so just a lot of misunderstanding about that. But, I mean, uh, so what kind of conversations have you had, you know, with, together about, I mean, because you didn't become Catholic overnight. You know, there's a whole process right. to that, right? So, I mean, you must have been talking right. about this, I would imagine. Uh, what, what, yeah. You know, what have those conversations been like? I really, yeah, I wanted a change in my faith, and I felt like I was getting called to the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. And she was fine with that, and she was, at first, was okay with me taking our children to church. And then recently she was like, well, they're not Catholic. We should be, you should force Catholic on them, try to make them pray Catholic. And I said, well, I understand, but I'm, I'm the leader of this family. And, you know, I want them to, to, to find some faith. And does she propose family. any way uh, to pray as a family or to like, no, no, uh, not recently. She hasn't known. Well, all right. So, so here's the thing, like, um, I mean, there are certainly, uniquely catholic ways that we can pray um but you know prayer is something that we can certainly share with with everybody right you know and so um you know i, I think that you want to start by saying what kind of fam- what kind of prayer life can we share right so it's not it's not honey i want to force my catholic faith on you it's i want to build a spiritual life with you and if you have ideas for how we could pray together as a family at home, I, I'm open to doing that. And then I would also like to share some of these these spiritual traditions from my Catholic faith with the family as well. But let's start by what we have in common, right? And that's a lot, right? I mean, the reality is, um, the the reality is, you know, as 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 Christians, we we share a lot now, and and Protestants don't feel comfortable doing certain things that they, that Catholics do. 
but Catholics feel comfortable doing almost everything the Protestants do. So, you know, you can start by sharing that piece of your tradition and saying, how can we pray as a family? What can we do together uh, to celebrate our faith? And and then the second thing I want to say here, Mike, is that, you know, don't don't turn this into an authority issue where, well, I'm the head of the home, so I'm going to make you do this. Yeah. Th- that's going to turn everybody off. It's, it's, more, uh, it's more a matter of when we, you know, honey, when we respect each other, I, you know, like, for example, that time that you wanted to share so, thus and such with me, but it wasn't all that important to me. Um, I, I, wa- I, I wanted to learn more about it and do it with you because I love you and I respect you. And because I love and respect you, I want to see the, the good in all the things that you think are good. And in the same way, I'd like you to respect me enough to see that I'm not wasting my time on something silly or foolish that this is important and that yeah. there's something beautiful about it and I want to share it with you guys and even if you're not quite sure what it is I need you to, to respect and love me enough to be willing to give me a shot and and by saying that to her you're offering her the most beautiful gift that you could give her which is the Catholic faith but I'm picking up Mike on something that you said that you just kind of glossed over oh she doesn't even really go to her Protestant church anymore and you've gone through the entire RCIA process and she's had questions or accusations about the faith, and you haven't really had the deeper conversations. There's something going on where her heart is hurting in some way, shape, or form. She's not attending her own church, she's not pursuing God, and she's tuning out all the faith growth that you have had. So I really want to encourage you, Mike, to realize that as the man of God you are, that is being prompted by the Holy Spirit to move into the Catholic Church and learn the fullness of truth, get into that place of of servant leadership, where you are tending to her heart. Find out what it is that's keeping her even from being in her Protestant faith. Find out why she's putting up roadblocks. Something is hurting her heart. And she needs to know God's love through you. And so to that end, Mike, and this will be the last thing we leave you with here, is I, I'd like you, the, the, the main form of prayer that you start right now. When you wake up first thing in the morning, I want you to roll toward your wife, and I want you to hold her and give her a kiss, and I want you to pray, Lord, help me be the husband that she needs me to be. Teach me how to love her the way you want me to love her so that she'll feel cherished and respected and cared for and loved and appreciated and, and know how precious she is to you. I want you to pray that every day, and then, and then anything else you want to do, that's fine. And 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 I, it'd be great if at some point she join you in that prayer, but don't expect it right off off the bat. And I want you to show her that you becoming Catholic is cracking open your heart to help you be the husband she always wanted, but never knew that she could even get. Right? That's your job, and that's how you're going to evangelize your family by being by letting your Catholic faith crack open your heart so that you can be the husband and father. That, that your kids and your and your wife and your kids didn't even know that they could get right and i want that's 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 your prayer every day uh and i want you to pray it with her um whether she you know whether she joins you in it or not i, I just want you to pray it out loud with her so that she sees what you're trying to do by becoming catholic um and 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 then you know have those conversations that lisa's talking about and ask her you know how can we share some kind of spirituality at home what would that look like to you and how can i draw closer to your heart every day because i love you 
and I want to give you the greatest gift I can give you, which is my love, my respect, and everything God's offering you through the, the Holy Catholic Church. All right, Mike, thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here. And, and again, you know, our, our Catholic Home app, I think, could be a great resource for you moving forward, too. Very Check it much out. So. That's Catholic H-O-M. we got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about creating a more faithful marriage and family life. 877-573-7825. When we return, we'll be joined by Damon Owens of JoyfulEverAfter.org, a Theology of the Body-Based Marriage Ministry, and he'll be sharing some insights on why family life is so important to spirituality. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues right after the break. Beyond Damascus with Dan Demite and Aaron Richards is our show for young adults. Everybody's talking about encounter. Everybody's talking about that mountaintop experience. What we fail to often talk about is what happens after, what happens beyond that Damascus moment. Jesus Christ is calling all of us to be missionary disciples, disciples of Jesus who are on mission to bring the kingdom of God here and now on this earth. Beyond Damascus with Dan Demite and Aaron Richards tomorrow at 8 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord, Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Ave Maria Radio invites you to feast on the joy of fasting this Lenten season and all year long. Fast from hostility. Feast on peace. Fast from bitterness. Feast on forgiveness. Fast from self-concern. Feast on compassion for others. Fasting is a part of true Christian life. It liberates us from this world as we grow closer to Christ. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, we're talking about having a more faithful family as we help you overcome the obstacles to celebrating your faith at home and having a more loving, caring, connected, faithful marriage and family life. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Damon Owens from joyfuleverafter.org. Hey, Damon, welcome to More to Life. Good morning, Greg and Lisa. Great to be with we, you guys. I, you know, I think as Catholics especially, we have a hard time sometimes connecting our faith with our family life. Why is it so important to look at that? You know, I think one of the, the great gifts of the, the theology of the body to answer that question is, uh, in spite of the connections that so many have, that John Paul II was merely talking about sexual morality or uh, about marriage in specific the real approach that he had answers the question about family. It answers the question about how it's connected to him and who and ourselves. 
And the word we use is anthropology. It's a big word, but I mean, anthropos means man and study of man. And what John Paul II offered was this vision of what it means to be a human person, made in the image and likeness of God, male and female with a body. And when you, the organic truth that flows from that rootedness, from that mooring, shows us that from the very inner life of God, there's this truth about love and communion that he made visible in this world in lesser and greater forms. And the greatest form he did in, is in making us male and female. And that we have the capacity to enter into our own communion in the image and likeness of God. And that communion has the power to create life and to be a, a almost like an ecosystem of love. And that's what we call the family. And the family then becomes from the beginning, before church, before government, before programs, before, you know, radio, before even the, the, the beautiful Catholic home, you know, we've got this, this reality that there's a power in being family and formation to become fully human. Yeah. And I think that is sort of the, the deep breath, the mooring, the, the peacemaking that says no matter what the specifics are that we're dealing with, and they, I shouldn't say no matter what, but the details are all built within this ecosystem that we call a school of love, that from the beginning, God empowered for our formation, for our good, for our sanctification, for our perfection, and the place that we work out our salvation in fear and trembling. And I think if we can stay grounded in that reality, then as we work in the real difficulties of our family and our relationship and building our spirituality and finding the ways that we express that love, I think there's a peace that uh, would not exist if we thought we had to create it from scratch. Well, you know, and I, and I, I like to joke that the family, God created the family to be the first small faith sharing group right? <laughs> we, we try to recreate those in the parish but they don't tend to last very long but the family right. lasts forever and it, and it because and god created it to be that first small faith sharing group and as we do the things you're talking about that we're talking about on the program today you know that's how families become schools of love and virtue but we're not working out that that salvation and fear and trembling just because family's so scary, it makes us fear and tremble. We really have to turn it into that faith-sharing group. We can't just expect it to happen naturally, although God is there in grace and often you know, lets us get through those bumpy times. But if we do it with intention, I want to share faith with this family, I want to grow together and create that community of love, that's when the miracles really happen. Damon, thanks so really much for being with us today. It's a pl pleasure talking with you always. And if folks, folks would like to learn more about the good work you do supporting couples, I want them to go over to joyfuleverafter.org and check out the work you and Melanie are doing in support of couples everywhere. All right, we are taking a break, but when we come back, we're continuing to talk with you about leading a more faithful marriage and family life. If you've got questions about overcoming the obstacles to putting the faith at the center of your marriage and family life at home, let's talk it out. 877 573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-573-7825-
And I believe if we stop and think about this, because of someone in our life, whether it be maybe a relative or maybe someone at work or maybe someone on the street, who was it that witnessed to you? And because of that person, you either came to know the Lord or know him and your one holy Catholic and apostolic church better and more intimately. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio. What is idolatry? Idolatry is the worship of false gods. Paragraph 2112 in the Catholic Catechism tells us that Scripture constantly recalls the rejection of idols such as silver and gold fashioned by men's hands. Such empty idols make those who worship them as empty and dead and lifeless as the idols they create. The one true God, on the other hand, is the living God who gives life and who intervenes in history. Paragraph 2113 warns that man commits idolatry whenever he reveres or worships a creature in place of the Creator, whether it be power, pleasure, ancestors, the state, or money. Jesus Christ warned us that we could not serve both God and mammon. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Raising kids is hard. We all do our best, and we all fear that we failed in some way, especially when our relationship with our adult kids isn't what we wish it was. It's easy to give in to self-recrimination. Blame, especially self-blame, accomplishes nothing except fostering the feeling that we're stuck and powerless. Rather than ruminating about past mistakes, put your energy in what needs to happen to make your relationship stronger today. Look for opportunities to create a stronger connection with your adult kids. Seek out ways to build trust. Take the initiative. Of course, you need to respect your adult children's boundaries, but let them know that you have no intention of giving up on them and that you're willing to have whatever relationship they're willing to build with you. Start from that point and build from there. Want more tips for strengthening your relationship with your adult kids? Check out our book, Having Meaningful and Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today we're talking about a more faithful family as we discuss how to overcome the obstacles we often face in celebrating our faith at home in our marriage and family life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Nicole, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hey, Nicole. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you today? Hi. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Um, So uh, my husband and I have been married for almost 10 years this spring, and we have four little boys. Um, And so I grew up Catholic. Uh, My husband is Protestant, and um, God bless him. He's a very faithful man, and I feel very thankful for him. He's Prayerful, prayerful. He's immersed in scripture, um, and we do pray together um, as a family and as a couple. 
Um, but one of the, there's a few sticking points that we have in our marriage, but I think the one I'm calling about today is um, natural family planning. So I'm trying to be um, faithful to what the church teaches about um, being open to life and using natural family planning. My husband is not, uh, no longer open to that. We've, um, now that we have four kids, he says he's done. He's not open to having any more children. And so um, we're really struggling with that in our marriage from um, even an intimacy level, like, sure. you know, just being together. So um, in the struggle, I think one of the, one of the struggles is um, with how my cycles are working in particular, there's long waiting periods, being postpartum, some of those things. Um, my husband almost feels like he's, like, I don't even want to be intimate with him, which is an essence of the case. And so there's all these kind of complexities. And so I was just wondering if you guys had any advice on mm-hmm. um, working together, moving forward. How do you work through this when I feel like this is my faith and I can't compromise and he feels like I'm done with having children? Right. Well, Nicole, let me ask you this. I'm thrilled to hear that he's a good Christian man. I'm thrilled to hear that you pray together as a couple. Have you been praying about this together? Lord, we, we want to we want to serve you. You are our God. We have differing feelings about this. Teach us, guide us, let us hear your Holy Spirit on this. Have you done that? Yes, probably not as often, but yes, we have prayed about it um, together. I think the struggle is, again, it's like, what is he, like, you know... It, and I don't want to put it all on him, but, like, he just has the mindset, I'm done. So, to me, that's a struggle of, like, well, I'm done listening. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, and that's, I guess that's the problem, right? I mean, so, so, and I think you want to challenge him on that, right? So, um, you know, First Corinthians 6.20 says, For you have been purchased at a price, therefore glorify God in your body. Right. Um, And that's really the, the, in many ways, the basis for the idea of natural family planning, right? The whole point of marriage in general, and natural family planning in particular, but marriage in general, is that, you know, we have all kinds of love in our heart, right? And and we, we want to love each other and we want to be loved by each other. But I, you know, I don't have the first clue how to be loving in ways that are loving. You know, there are lots of times I try to be loving to Lisa and I end up doing something that, that hurts her feelings. You know? Same for me. Um, you know, and, and I have no idea how God wants me to love her. Um, and, and so marriage is the sacrament where we learn to do that. Um, but we have to bring all that to God, right? And I can never say, you know, I, well, this is my, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to do my will in this situation and, and still call myself a Christian, right? So, I mean, I think uh, you, you need to challenge your husband on this and say, look, honey, I, I love you and I appreciate that you have concerns. And I think that we need to address those concerns together. And, and this is going to be part two of my answer. I'll come back around to that. Mm-hmm. But, but, but first and foremost, it doesn't matter what either of us want. What matters is, that we are going to God and saying, Lord, teach us how to love each other the way you want us to teach us how to relate to these desires and concerns in ways that otherwise, you know, what, what are we, what are we doing? That you're teaching (laughs) us what, what you're calling us to in our marriage and into our family life and that neither of us, and I underline neither puts our will or our thoughts about this before your actual will, Lord, that neither one of us sets ourselves up as an idol. Neither one of us thinks we're head of this family because you are, and you are the one who's going to direct our paths. Give us open hearts and give us the ability 
to set our fears and concerns and presuppositions at rest so we can really talk this through together with you. Now, now, part two, uh, and we deal a lot with this in, in the pastoral counseling practice, um, but, but part two is resist the temptation to polarize this discussion, you know, where I'm open to life and he's not open to life. It's not that simple. You know, when, when he says he's done, what he's saying is that I have concerns. I'm exhausted. I'm afraid. Those are often the things that are bringing well, words like I'm done. Well, it could be a million like things. It could, it could be a million things, right? And, and you don't know what those things are unless you're praying about those concerns and talking about them. So it's not a matter of praying, do we have more kids or don't we have more kids? It's what are the concerns we would need to address on the road to having more children if God wills it? Right. So maybe the concerns your husband have are, you know, well, we have these financial concerns or we I'm not sure how to really faithfully attend to the kids that we already have. Or, you know, I don't know how we can have any time to be a couple with the with the family that we've got or, you know, what? and those are all really legitimate concerns. And, you know, Gaudium at Spes 50 talks about how couples have the right to bring all those concerns to God and, and, and to prayerfully discern based on those concerns whether this is the time to have that next child or not. So it's not that, you, you know, being open to life means just always being open to conception. It means prayerfully discerning based on the concerns that we have, you know, is this the time this month to get pregnant or try to, or is this the time this month to work on addressing those concerns that would help us be open to receiving that next child should God decide to give us one you know, in, at some point in the future. So you know, what you want to be doing here is, is praying every day, what are those concerns that your husband has that, that make him say he's done? And how could the two of you do a better job of responding to those concerns with an eye toward you know, open, being, being open to another child should God will it. Now, there are some families where, you know, you're not going to be able to address those concerns for the entirety of your fertility. And and that's okay because you're still discerning it and praying about it and asking God you're to help you address it. Constantly in that discernment phase of your lives together. And you're still open to the possibility even though you you have to be respectful of those concerns along the way. Now, one of the things that I'd like to mention here is that you were saying that because you're postpartum and your cycles are long and you have a, that he feels like you don't want to be with him in that way. Well, the flip side of that, unfortunately, is that when he gives you the message that he's done, what he's saying is, he probably very unintentionally, I want your body, but not all of you. And that is, is why the church encourages natural family planning rather than all this other stuff out there that's so destructive to us, to our planet, to everything. Because what he's saying is, I just want to meet a particular need, not all of your needs. I just want to be with you, but not everything we're called to create together. And it's okay to say to him, honey, I want to be with you, but I need to know I'm loved for all of me as we discern this together. So we need to be praying about this every day. We need to be spending time together in other ways that are not sexual so that we're not just relying on that for all of our intimacy, all of our closeness. We need to be holding hands and hanging out and playing games and having conversations everywhere we can fit it in around the four kids because it won't be enough. Even if I wanted to do what you want to do, honey, it's going to fall short because we're neglecting the rest of our relationship and loving each other fully. 
I'd really recommend actually that you go through uh, together our book Holy Sex. Yeah, um, I, I think it'll be a big help to at least start conversations. He, he won't agree with all of it, and that's okay. Um, the most important thing is that you're you're really talking about this in a way that you haven't talked about before, and praying about it in a way that you haven't prayed about before. Um, actually, you know, to that end, our book um, Praying for and with your spouse: The Way to Deeper Love could also be really helpful here, because we actually have a chapter in talking that talks about how to pray about your 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 sexuality about your fertility um you know in, in a way that really address addresses the concerns that are at both of your hearts and, and how to really come together about this so both of those resources um you know praying for and with your spouse and also holy sex are available at catholiccounselors.com i'd really encourage you to check those out as a as a next step um you might want to even share the the podcast of uh, this this episode with your husband and listen to it together um, just as a way of generating conversation, you know, because I don't think it's as simple as, you know, you're open to life and he's not. I, I think it's either he has concerns and maybe isn't sure how to express those concerns, uh, or even if he's expressed those concerns, you guys don't know how to resolve those concerns. Um, and instead of taking those concerns to prayer and saying, okay, Lord, you know, now how do we address those concerns on the, on, you know, as, as part of our being open to life, you're just sort of saying, we don't agree, and so we don't talk about it and pray about it. And, and that's why the conversation just dies. So NFP, you know, more than anything else, all right, is really an invitation to a deeper prayer and communication life. That's really what it's challenging. Too many people look at NFP as, you know, uh, you know the, the Catholic way to avoid having another kid. That, that is not, not what it, it is. It's, it's really, at its heart, um, a spirituality. It's, it's a way of bringing your sexuality, your fertility, your whole relationship to God and saying, Lord, we need your help to figure out these deep, intimate, most important parts of our life. And, and we don't know how to address those concerns in ways that would please you and help us be everything that you created us to be. And to be help. as close <laughs> as, as we desire to be, because that's what every couple really wants is that deep, deep closeness and it's when we pray together and we really actively invite God the Holy Spirit to guide us in our lives that's when that real sacramental grace comes in and we find ourselves closer than other than ever and I would say you know just a little public service announcement not just to Nicole but to anybody who's listening you know if you're doing NFP but it's not leading you into deeper communication and prayer about all the stuff that, that you're doing there it, you're not doing it right. Yeah, because you're just using you're just it as following a technique. The rules. It's not. I'm not saying you're doing you're doing a bad thing. It's better to do it. But you're than not, not getting the depth and the beauty of of what it has to offer. Yeah, because it really is a not just a call to follow certain rules. It's a call to deeper prayer and communication about your family and about the kind of family life God wants you to have. Now, I will say to anybody who's listening and doesn't really think about this and is you know like, but the rest of the world is doing such and such. I've got to say, I was shocked yesterday, and I've got to just bring it up, not to Nicole, but to anybody who's got questions about this. The actual secular world, the medical world, is starting to finally catch up with the Catholic Church. On a very secular news source that I will not name because I do not like them, um, they, they, they're one of these news sources that like bring you the, all the things of the day, and it's very, very, very left-wing. And they, their first article of the day yesterday was that medical science has proven that women who use the birth control pill are exponentially more in danger of breast cancer and other cancers than they could possibly have ever predicted before for a lifetime not just when you're using it and to see this very liberal news source like doubling over itself trying to like say yeah but 
But even at that, you know, it's not necessarily that you're going to get cancer. Like, they had the facts. They were appalling to what they, it does to women's health. And they didn't even want to let go of it. But they had to report yeah. it. Because the fact is the fact that the church, in her beautiful wisdom, has always known that if we do not work with our bodies in a way that is loving of both people in the marriage, things are going to go awry emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So, Nicole, again, those two resources, Praying For and With Your Spouse, The Way to Deeper Love, in particular the chapter on how to pray about your physical intimacy and your fertility and, and place God really at the center of all of that, uh, and our book, Holy Sex, which I think will be a really great resource um, for helping you and your husband get on the same page about it. Um, if you need more support, we do a lot of this work through the Pastoral Solutions Institute. Our, our job is not to convince your husband to agree with everything the other church teaches. <laughs> our job is to really facilitate those conversations that will allow you guys to come to a place where, where you can respect each other more and, and learn to pray through this uh, and have a healthier prayer and communication life around these topics. So if you'd like that support, you can learn more at CatholicCounselors.com. Well, we have to go to break, but as we do, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, that's the call for all Catholic households to serve the Lord first. But, it, you know, it's hard to know how to do that sometimes. We, we aren't taught to do that. Um, often we experience resistance of some kind, whether from our spouse or from our kids. So what do you do? How can you make sure that your house is serving the Lord? We want to help you overcome the obstacles to celebrating your faith at home today. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your questions right after the break. EWTN Radio is seeking a dynamic radio producer to join the EWTN Radio team in Irondale, Alabama. The right candidate will be a passionate, multi-skilled, talented professional who can manage and direct all aspects of producing world-class radio broadcasts and play an integral part in Mother Angelica's mission. If this is you or someone you know, email a resume and cover letter including salary requirements to humanresources at EWTN.com. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Christ is the answer with Father John Ricardo. I tell oftentimes an experience that I had at Divine Child when I was a young priest, one year ordained, first time I ever really saw the power of the Blessed Sacrament. And we simply exposed the Blessed Sacrament at the end of Mass one night. I encouraged people. I said, you know what? We've been in the habit of praying over people after Mass. I said, we're not going to do that this week. I'm just going to invite people to come on up and pray if they want to pray. And I put the Blessed Sacrament on the altar. I kneel down. As I kneel down, the church is in the sanctuary. The whole church. And as I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at the people there, and I'm looking at Jesus under the appearance of bread there, I saw the Lord standing on the altar. And he's just standing there looking out at all the people. And then at a certain point, he turned towards me, and he just bowed. And he says, don't you see how easy this is? You don't have to do anything. You just have to put me out. You put me out, and I will work. 
Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, we're talking about a more faithful family as we help you overcome the obstacles to celebrating your faith at home and bringing Christ more meaningfully into your marriage and family life. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Maria, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hey, Maria, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi, yeah. I um, wanted to um, reach out because it's something that uh, my husband and I have always struggled with. We've been together almost 20 years, and uh, he has uh, children from another marriage. I have children from another marriage. So this is our second marriage. Mm-hmm. So we, for both of us. So we, with that, we have we have always struggled with being able to communicate without anger, you know, without it getting, you know, messy. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, not, not on my end, on his end. And, um, no, I'm not saying that like I'm perfect in any way, but what I'm saying is that he's the one that has the most trouble with. Well, and you shared with our screener that when you guys have arguments, he'll tend to shut down and withdraw. Um, and, yeah. and, 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 and like in this last, you guys had a recent argument where you know, he's not spoken to you for three weeks. Right. And so, um, you know, like if, uh, I guess instead of talking about it or whatever, we never do talk about it. And then it just, it just keeps, you know, going until the next time. And, you know, one of us will, uh, finally break and usually it's always me. And mm-hmm. and this time I kind of like put my foot down and said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to give in or anything until I at least get an apology for him, or we can at least talk about um, the problem of why we, you know, why we had this this uh, yeah. disagreement and kind of yeah. try to work it out instead of just kind of keep brushing it under the, you know, the carpet, mm-hmm. so to speak, like like you know, all the time. Yeah, no, well, and that, that is, in effect, the right thing to do, because what, what, what you know, so what happens um, in, in a healthy marriage, you know, couples, uh, you know, that we upset each other all the time, right? We, we do dumb things or say silly things that, 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 you know, either hurt each other or there's miscommunication. But in those, in those healthy relationships, what happens is there's a brief kind of pause, right, where you step outside the conversation you're having, and one of you says, you know, that, that was kind of hurtful. And the other one is like, they either clarify or they say they're sorry or some combination of the both, and then you can get back to the conversation. In your relationship, what happens is there's, there's, there's an offense, and then he floods and shuts down and refuses to talk about it, and then wants to come back and pretend that it never happened. Yeah, once his, once his system like, you know, comes down a few emotional points, he's like, oh, we'll just go on with life. I'm, I'm calmer now. And nothing's ever resolved, and you feel disrespected and... and at sixes and sevens because you don't you know you know with certainty it's going to happen again because nothing's been resolved so what you have to do is kind of build in that that break that healthy couples take um so when he comes back you have to say something along the lines of you know i'm glad you're feeling better but but you know we, we can't just pretend that this didn't happen you know when you're ready to talk about 
you know, how we could have done that better. And you can kind of apologize for freezing me out for the last three weeks. Um, and, and we can really discuss how we're going to handle similar situations differently in the future. Then we can go back. Then we can then we can have this conversation, and then we can go back to having you know uh, you know the, the the rest of our marriage. I can talk to you about whatever, but but you know but until then, it's not safe to talk to you about anything because I don't know what's going to set you off, right? So he comes to you and he says, "Well, you know, nice weather we're having," and it's like, "Gosh, honey, I'd really love to talk to you about that." But until we can really have a conversation about what the heck happened here, and you can apologize for freezing me out for three weeks, and we can talk about how we're going to handle similar situations differently in the future, you're not a safe person to talk to the weather, but talk about the weather with. Because I don't know what's going to set you off and how you're going to punish me for it. You know, where he comes and says, you know, what are we having for dinner? And it's like, you know, I'd love to talk to you about dinner. Um, but until we can have that conversation about how we got in this place where you didn't speak to me for three weeks and you can apologize for that and we can really talk about how to handle similar situations differently in the future, I can't talk to you about dinner. Right. Do you see my point? I, I actually had a, a woman um, who this was literally the only thing she said to her husband for the better for almost a month until he finally came around. She was ready to call the lawyer. Um, but but he finally broke down. It was like, oh, fine, we can talk about this. I'm sorry. But it took that to get him past that pride that was stopping him from wanting to deal with any other issues. Now, I, I think that's a first step. I don't think that's the only thing that's going to work here. So I, I, I really want to encourage you to get some additional help to get some skills. Because, you know, to, to suffer under this for 20 years, you guys need some new resources. So two places I want you to turn. First, Retrovi. Uh, it's it's helpourmarriage.org. Helpourmarriage.org. Retrovi is a, like marriage encounter, but for couples who are struggling. And they have a weekend retreat where they teach communication skills. And then they have six follow-up sessions where they kind of build on those things. Uh, it is not a replacement for therapy. They'll, tell, they'll be the first people to tell you that. <clears throat> but it's a great place to start learning some basic communication skills to help you get past this hurdle. I do think that you might need some additional counseling beyond that. And if you're looking for a faithful place to turn for marriage and uh, marriage counseling, I'm going to encourage you to check out catholiccounselors.com. Um, I and my associates deal with this kind of thing all the time, and I believe that we can get you to a better place. But those are two resources that will help you get additional skills. To get there, though, you're going to have to first set this boundary where you say, look, honey, I'm not willing to go back to pretending the way, pretending everything is fine just the way it is. We need to have this conversation first. And if you're listening to what Greg is saying, you're saying he will never go to Retrovi, he will never go to counseling with me, then you get in touch with one of our counselors or a counselor that does one-person marriage therapy who will teach you how to be able to change the dynamic in your marriage so your husband can't keep stonewalling you. Yeah, any any trained marriage, you have to work, with, you can't just work with an individual therapist who, quote unquote, sees couples as well. You have to work with a marriage and family therapist who's trained in systems theory, who can do one person marital counseling and really teach you how to both set boundaries and build rapport in ways that gets them to come to the table. Uh, we do that all the time at catholiccounselors.com, but any trained and supervised marriage and family therapist who's trained in systems theory can do it too. So if you have somebody locally you like to work with, that's great. But you can learn more about our resources at catholiccounselors.com. Uh, and as I mentioned, Retrovi at helpourmarriage.org. Thank you so much for the call. And that's all the time we've got for today's program. And I hope that you were able to come away with some ideas for living a more faithful family life. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we do this work every day on the Catholic Home app. That's Catholic H-O-M. It stands for Households on Mission. You can get it at the Android or iOS store. And it's all about giving you the creative resources and professional, personalized accompaniment you need to overcome those daily obstacles we encounter toward creating a more loving, connected, caring, faithful Catholic family life. Download the app today, Catholic HOM, Households on Mission. 
available at Android and Apple stores. And you can get it. learn more at CatholicHOM.com. Thanks for tuning in today, folks. And remember, get out there and celebrate the life God has in store for you. Because with His grace, there really is so much more to life. Have a blessed day, folks, and thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.